Welcome to Fitzarns Property Exchange, hosted by Pearl Skeltimer, designed to keep you informed and captivated about the South African residential property market. Subscribe to our channel today and enjoy conversations with some of the most influential, innovative and interesting industry experts, stakeholders and scheme executives as they render input in today's property market. Hi, good day. I'm Paul Skelter, the CEO of Adana Estates. And believe it or not, the year is at its end. Um, I almost can't believe it. It felt like yesterday, starting off with all the plans, and now all the plans are fulfilled. And here we are, waiting for Christmas and having to prepare for community schemes, get-togethers. I cannot think of two more appropriate experts in the industry to assist me today to answer some questions or to give advice on how we should handle this. Um, I'm so thankful for Zerlinda being available. She is the co-founder and director of TVDM Consultants. She grew up in, a com in community schemes and she graduated from the University of Stellenbosch with a listen to this BA, LLB, LLM, cum laude. And then my good friend, Willy Ruiz, He's the CEO of Stratafin, a financial solutions company who provides bodies corporates and homeowners associations with responsible solutions for debt in their community property schemes. Thank you so much to the both of you who's joining today. And let's talk about what can we expect over the festive season, those unfortunate ones that cannot leave our community schemes and have to stay at home. I think the most common of disputes in sectional title during the festive season is conflict as such. So Linda, let's start with beauty before age. What, <laughs> would, what would your recommendation be? We should most certainly start with Willie first. He's, he's definitely much more beautiful than I am. Um, inside and out. But yeah, so it's it's a very interesting topic and a really great one for this time of year. I know that Stratofin has put out a couple of blog posts on some really relevant uh, topics. Um, Nicole of my offices also did a 12 days of Christmas where she posted a couple of pictures of things around her own sectional title scheme. And there was quite a, an uproar uh, from a couple of um, of people that that saw the the blog uh, the, the posts about mm -hmm. you know, all the things that you have to get trustee consent for, including decorations on your front doors and front gates. Um, and I know that that's something that we're going to speak about as well. But it's tiny things like that that actually lead to conflict situations. I mean, in my scheme. Mm -hmm. Uh, we had to debate and budget for Christmas decorations around the scheme. And then somebody spoke about, you know, what about the other festivities that we don't, you know, celebrate and decorate during the course of the year. Oh, and to celebrate one, you have to celebrate all. So there's another conflict situation or the rules about not taking a drinking to the pool enclosure. I was at the my block yesterday and I was showing somebody our pool area and somebody was having a, a nice drink in the pool. And I thought to myself, oh, you know, I should actually tell them that they're not allowed to do that. But quite honestly, like I'm on holiday. I don't feel like fighting with someone right now. So there's another conflict situation. And it's really 
you know, so silly. If they're taking care and they're not going to drop it or anything like that, it shouldn't be a problem. But again, if you're going to have rules, you have to apply it across the board. You can't decide when you're going to apply it or not. And that's conflict. Um, so pretty much every single turn <laughs> in your scheme, there can be a conflict situation arising. And when we deal with a lot of our conflicts and internal dispute resolution going to the CSOS, the majority of the time, the thing that has actually started all off was so small, so insignificant in the greater scheme of things, but really important for those people at that particular point in time. Um, so, yeah, the, the conflict most certainly does happen all the time. And perhaps people mm-hmm. are a little bit extra tired and a little bit extra sensitive this time of year that it turns, you know, a mountain into a, you know, a molehill into a mountain. I can certainly relate to that. <laughs> Okay, so um, what would your recommendation be? Do you think the scheme executives should send out a circular um, like warnings or requests or how should it be approached? Um, Aren't we all in the festive season and shouldn't it be a matter of live and let live? Um, But yeah, there are those people that just can't go with that. So what would you recommend to scheme executives in terms of communication or notices or any communication to the residents to inform what will be expected, what will be allowed, what will not be allowed? I think it's it's probably a good idea to send out some form of circular. A lot of schemes do like a, a newsletter or perhaps they um, send out the minutes of their last trustee meeting or some form of communication, even if it's on a on a dreaded WhatsApp groups, which, which you know, I, I personally don't like, but it does serve its purpose in some schemes. You know, just a reminder, not a you know, a slap over the wrist with the with the set of rules, but rather just a reminder mm. that, you know, we're all, um, you know, taking some time out that is much needed. This might be our homes. It might be our investment properties. It might be a holiday destination. We just need to be a bit cognizant, have a little bit of patience. I like your live and let live um comments, you know, just be a little bit more reasonable. Um, and I know that the person, the reasonable person is very different to to each person. But yeah. I do think that if you have a little bit more patience this time of year, and I wouldn't necessarily say relax the rules, but rather just remind everybody to, to behave and be cognizant of each other. This is very much the time of year for harmonious living to be uh, cognizant of your neighbors, good neighborliness, all of those fun things. Um, mm. Yeah, so a, a some form of notice is not a bad idea. We also sometimes recommend that if a scheme has a lot of owners that are going to come to the scheme at a particular time of the year, for example, the end of the year, that you try to arrange your AGM for that time. You do a little bit of a social event in your scheme for people to get to know each other, maybe a bring or bring and bry or a cheese and wine or something like that. A little secret Santa, you know, maybe do something for your body corporate employees if you have, or the managing agent or, or what have you, uh, just to try to draw the community a bit closer together. Alternatively, even have a bit of an informal meeting where you can maybe catch up, maybe a a mid-year, um, you know, meeting or a budget type meeting or something along those lines uh, when people are a little bit more available and um, just remind them that the person that they're dealing with on the other side is is a human being. It's a person as well, as opposed to sending a quick mean message or a mean email um, just to create that little bit of, you know, human element to, mm-hmm. to your mm-hmm. Okay, Veli, you've been way too quiet. What do you think of the following? Um, Say, for example, an owner has been in arrears 
for quite some time and quite a substantial amount. Do you think that that member should be allowed to make use of the communal facilities? Can the trustees at this point say, uh-uh, we've waited all year for you to pay levies and now it's Christmas time, you're not allowed to use the clubhouse, you're not allowed to, allowed to use the swimming pool, your visitors may not park on the inside, etc. What would your comments be on that? Hi, Pearl. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, yeah, I'm quiet because, as I said to you guys before we started, this is not really what we deal with um, in financial services. So it's much more the human element here. And um, yes, I do have a bit of experience um, being a director of uh, HOA myself and also um, being on a body corporate as a trustee before and so forth. So I've had a bit of experience but definitely not the kind of experience that you guys have in this. Um, however, from a legal point of view, in a body corporate, um, one cannot deprive um, owners of the facilities of the scheme arbitrarily, so without a court order. So a scheme can't uh, cut off electricity, refuse access to the pool and so forth, unless you have an order of court in place that then allows you to do so. In general, CSOS would not allow the registration of rules in uh, sectional title schemes that uh, would allow the trustees to actually take um, the law into their own hands and deprive owners of those amenities. However, with HOAs, it can be slightly different because those rules do not have to be approved by um, by CSOS, although they want to do quality assurance on them, uh, they don't have to be approved by CSOS. And once a person buys into an HOA, then those rules are applicable to that owner and they can be enforced. So in, in some HOAs, there are rules that would allow the directors to actually do this. But as Zerinda said earlier, uh, live and let live, or um, this is maybe the time of giving, so maybe that's not the most perfect time to actually now start and deprive people of the amenities of the scheme. So I don't know if, if that is something that I would advise to do at this stage. I, I know, for example, of a scheme where people have just been cut, I think, uh, a week ago, the electricity has been cut off and they've been trying to get uh, court orders to have the electricity switched on and the courts are not working and CSOS is not functioning properly and people have been deprived um, for more than a week now without electricity. So so it's not really the time where you want to do things like that to people, mm -hmm. but, you do, but you do want to have compliance with the rules in general and maybe the the way that one starts to look at this period of time is to start looking at it far in advance. So not necessarily at this stage, at this late stage, to now want to now do a knee-jerk knee reaction and just do something now, but to start setting up your rules of the scheme long before and making sure that people, that people understand what the rules of the scheme is and to apply those rules constantly throughout the year and making sure that people get used to um, applying or be, uh, applying the rules and, and be compliant with the rules. 
because to now just at this level, enforce rules is definitely going to result in conflict. And it's it's the time of the year that you don't want to have conflict. Yeah, so I would also think that trustees need to get together prior to the Christmas period and have a final meeting and get a a, a letter a out to owners, a plan, a pl- plan in place yeah. and, and let owners know this is the plan. Know if your managing agent is going to go on holiday and if your managing agent is not there, who will take Emergency the Emergency numbers. You, correct, correct. So, so, that you, so that if there is a problem that you actually have somebody to go to. If the trustees, is there a trustee available? Maybe make a trustee available over that period. So, so planning, um, speak to your security, speak to your security beforehand, have a plan in place with security, make sure that the cameras are working so that after the fact, you can go back at the cameras and look at what has happened in the common areas Did the guy stand and drink in the swimming pool with his beer bottle and just dropped it into the pool and that cut people's feet and so forth. Correct. So, so, so it, I think one needs to plan this in advance. It is not just something that you just do at the spur of, spur of the moment. Um, and that's that's my that's my yes. thinking about it. And and it's good thinking. I totally agree with you. I want to share um, a quick story that happened a year or two ago, uh, where a chairperson had encountered a horrible incident with a drunk resident at this pool area, clubhouse area, and uh, there was of course an altercation. And once we uh, our offices opened early January, he said to me. You know what, ma'am? I had a terrible experience. And Branavain, Ethni Brickeni. But luckily, I had plenty of witnesses. So I'm taking this guy to the cleaners. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so that's, that's what you want. Then, yeah, by then there weren't cameras, but he had plenty of witnesses to take the man with Branavain Sona Bricker to, to the cleaners. Sorry, Pearl, if I can just, oh, think, I, sure. I just want to chuck in some other things that are also, I mean, we, we had a discussion, but I think over the Christmas period, bries, uh, people having bries and other people don't want to have bries and all the smoke in their units. So uh. need to need to apply the new nuisance rule. Parties and music. Some people like this a quiet Christmas. Other people like to have a festive blast. So, so. Yeah. So maybe maybe also have that discussion in your letter that you send out. And then Christmas decorations. I know everybody loves their Christmas decorations, but my neighbor has got the Christmas decoration that plays music 24-7. And I'm now so sick and tired of that song, uh, the reindeer song. That, so, 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 so have your rules in place and make sure that the music stops at some stage and there's flashing lights in my bedroom stops at some stage. Um, oh so, yeah. All right. So, Linda, you wanted a word? The I, I love the the example of the of the decoration. You know, it's um, there are some suburbs in Cape Town. We're quite fortunate in Buitersig. Um, the houses there are obviously not part of Home and Association or sectional title or anything. It's a nice little suburb, and for years there's a couple of houses that put up Christmas decorations, and it's almost like they compete with each other 
all the community funds them to have Christmas decorations. Mm -hmm. And the entire Cape Town goes and drives through the area looking at the Christmas houses. Like that's obviously not possible in a sectional title scheme or a homeowners association, at least one that is, that is gated. So you need to take that into consideration of, you know, who are you, who are you doing it for? Um, It's not something that your community might necessarily want and the rules might prohibit it. You're doing it for yourselves. You're doing it for your family. So you should then put it within your property that's not going to have a detrimental effect on anyone else. The same that you would do for for any fitting or fixture that you put within your scheme. In my sectional title scheme, two things um, that happen is that our pool slash braai area becomes very, very overpopulated. And, you know, you've got people that are proper trying to like train for some or other type of swim to Robin Island or something. And then you've got, you know, people that are just chilling. You've got kids that are jumping in. You've got kids that are learning to swim. Um, and it's not an Olympic size or gym size swimming pool. So, you know, you need to be cognizant. Maybe you trot down to the swimming pool or the briar area and the briars are in use or the swimming pool is really jam packed. You know, instead of shoving yourself in there or giving people dirty looks and try to rush them on, you know, go do another activity and come back again. Um, a lot of our rules that we do for schemes, especially when there's common property facilities like clubhouses and all those fun things, they introduce a booking system or a rule no. as to the no, number of people. Yeah. Um, and, and, and a rule as to the number of people that can be there. Um, we often put rules in place where, um, you only allowed X amount of visitors per owner. Um, we've, and this would be an interesting one. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on it. But I was recently asked the question as to whether or not a body corporate may allow or should be allowing the owner and perhaps the owner's family to come into the scheme and use the common property when their apartment or their units or their home is being rented out. And I thought that was quite interesting because in my home, I don't have a swimming pool, but in my flats, I've got a swimming pool. So I go and take my daughter to have a swim at the body corporate swimming pool, but I've got a tenant. I I wouldn't feel comfortable or I wouldn't be happy if they had to say to me, sorry, you're not allowed to use the common property because you don't live there. Um, But it was actually a really interesting question. I don't know, Vili Pearl, what your thoughts on that are. Hmm. I actually have never thought of it, but you are the member and you are contributing towards the maintenance and upkeep of the facilities. So I cannot think that they can be a legal standing for disallowing you to make use of it, whether you stay there or not. Veli, your thoughts on this? Oh, it is an interesting one. So your ownership right has certain rights attached to it, and the right of use is part of ownership, so it is one of your rights. But if you've now rented out your property, then do you now have the right of usage still or when you have given it out contractually to somebody else? Um, have you not separated the ownership from usage now by giving it to somebody else? I'm, I'm just thinking out loud. So yeah, it's a difficult one. I know, for example, uh, this huge complex here around the corner from Asmunyaka that's got this whole, got like a sea in the middle of it. It's this yeah. huge, huge swimming pool. And mm-hmm. I, I know that they allow the occupant of the section uh, to have access, but anybody else would pay 250 rand to go to to the to this area that they use this this right. lake that they've got there. So they have 
built it into their rules so that the occupant can have access um, and free of charge, but anybody else. So even if an owner wants to come, that owner will then have to pay, as I understand their rules, would have to pay then to, to go to 250 rand to, to enter into, okay, the, but that, uh, into that area. For example, the, the occupant being a tenant, brings along some friends, would that same rule apply to the friends having to the pay? Friends, to yes, the friends, yes, the friends okay. also pay. Right, that yeah. makes sense. So yeah. if, it's in the rules, if it's in the rules, that that can be applied that way. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I really haven't thought of it before. Mm, definitely. I'll take it on board as well. So it's it's that one's, that one's quite a big one. And then something else that always makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable when I do consults with regards to rules is quite a few schemes uh, prohibit um, any of the owners and occupiers from giving the staff of the schemes any, you know, like gifts or, or anything along those lines or, or, or to make loans. So, you know, it's it's fine if the body corporate is maybe going to make sure that it's included in the budget or, um, you know, the trustees are going to be responsible for it. But I don't think it's right necessarily to say to owners and occupiers, you can't gift an employee of the body corporate exactly. something. I, I just wanted to say that yeah. sounds extremely unfair. Yeah, yeah. So it happens. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you guys. I agree with you. I mean, I want to give to whomever I want to give. Exactly. I agree with you, Vinny. It's that time of the year. It's the festive spirit, and no one will tell me who I can gift or not gift, honestly. Um, Another story that that you've just brought up, we managed a scheme in Linwood, Pretoria, a beautiful place. I won't mention names. But it's been in existence for approximately two years now. And that community is so amazing that um, the cleaner has to walk approximately or the gardener or help or whatever you may referring to, the employee, um, has to walk approximately 12 kilometers to the closest shop or supermarket if he needs to go and buy something. And they all... They have a little WhatsApp group. So this is one of the, the success stories of a WhatsApp group, Zelinda, yeah. where, where they initiated an idea to buy him a bicycle. And everyone contributed. It wasn't, um, they were not forced to do so. It was totally out of their free will. They bought him the most beautiful bicycle. And the end of the story had me in tears. He made a video to say thank you to everyone and to say, may God bless you in the same um, measure that you are blessing me. And honestly, that had me to tears. I, I actually wanted to publicize this somewhere. Yeah. But but no, bringing that into rules that you can't give to employees, that's a total no-no for me. Yeah, that, that's a wonderful story. Uh, another problem during this time of the year, and we've had it in the scheme where on the HIA where I'm director, is that people going on holiday and they leave their pets at home and then they've got somebody that just comes and feeds oh, pets. Yeah. Um, so they just come and feed the pets, but these pets are not used to being alone. So they've been barking constantly and I think they are so distressed, these these two dogs, and they've been constantly barking the whole time. So I think this is also something that people need to 
plan before they go on holiday and they need to know that they're going to have a pet sitter there or a doggy sitter or they're going to take to a doggy motel or something like that and not just leave mm-hmm. these pets during uh, this time of the year home alone. Listen, do you I've guys, do you guys remember the Home Alone movie? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> Listen, I've got homework for the two of you. You've got such great ideas. How about flancing something together in the new year that can be circulated to all their community schemes to help them with the planning, things they might not think of? Because you reminded me of a few things today that I didn't know of. Wonderful idea. We'll definitely okay. do it. Have we? All right. Awesome. I would like to thank you for your time, for your contribution. And yeah, I think this is the right time of the year to say Merry Christmas to all and may the next year bring us all prosper. Thank you. And uh, thank you. So ladies and gents, there you have it. May you all have a blessed Christmas wherever you go. Be safe. And thank you so much for supporting us. We will be back soon. This was Fitzsounds Property Exchange, hosted by Pearl Skeltimer. Not only do we keep you informed on the very latest in the property industry, we also empower by expanding your knowledge base. Make sure to visit www.fitzon.co.za to find out more about sectional title scheme management, letting, sales and trustee training. Remember to subscribe to our channel and follow us on all our social platforms.